Ah, welcome back, everyone, to Suit Yourself Podcast, part of the Finish First Media Network team. My name is Austin, co-host number one, joined to you, joined to you, joined with you tonight with co-host number two. Ah, I'm Brandon. Oh, hey there, Brandon. Hope you're having a great night. Hope the listeners are having a great night as well. Today is December 21st, 2020, the year terrible. We are just days away from Christmas. Uh, or should I say, is Xmas? I mean, I don't want to... I would say I don't want to offend anybody, but I don't care. Um, what is the is Christmas okay? It sounds like you care, but yeah. Oh, I don't. It's, it's so okay. well, if it offends you, Christmas. Uh, anyway, that being said, sorry to be so hostile right off the bat. Yeah, give give off some bad vibe. You're well, not passing the vibe check. I don't have my suit on, so I'm just a little bit. I'm just a little bit shook today. Failed the vibe check on what? What is today? The 21st. I just said it was the 21st. Yeah. Yes. Failed vibe check. Oh, on whoa, the 21st. whoa! We got a strobe light going on in here. Oh, that's that. Uh, Bad vibes all over the studio yeah. tonight. Uh, we'd like to thank everybody for joining us. This is going to be a little bit of a quicker episode tonight. Uh, just like to first of all apologize for not having a preview episode for Week 15 last week. They lost a lot of money because uh, they would have won those bets. Yeah, I know everyone uh, looks to us for our intellect and our knowledge on future events, but no alas, we were unable. Us. We were unable. Um, this may be our last preview episode of the year. I doubt any real league has a championship in week 17, so. Yeah, that's fair. But I guess there's two weeks. Uh, no, no, there will only be, be. Yeah, never mind. Um, that being said, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. I'm, I'm ready to dive in. Ooh, if head Trey first. Songs, let's go. As Trey Songs once said. I'm as the great Trey Songs once sang, I'm about to dive in. I literally just said that. <laughs> word for word. I'm a little tired. What can I say? All right, let's uh, let's let's jump straight into it, Brandon. Would you like to start us out on the first game? Yeah, I'm about to dive in. Uh, week one. We're both going to. Week one, or not week one, game one. A phenomenal offensive outing <sighs> by both the Chargers and the Raiders, and the Chargers finally get the win with 30 to 27 against the Raiders. Marcus Mariota had to enter the game first quarter, and to be honest, he didn't look terrible, which is a minor miracle. Is it, or was it just that Derek Carr is so not great that it? Makes Marcus Mariota not look bad. Derek Carr was fine. Yeah, but the season he's been well, fine. Fine. It's not exactly. He, he, he's been that's what you talk about. That's not exactly the metric that we are trying to I'm hit. I'm more saying that Mariota didn't look terrible like he did last. Mm. Uh, Justin Herbert, three fifteen. I'm sorry, three fourteen. Two touchdowns. Austin Eckler found a lot of. Actually, no, he didn't cancel. Uh, he did a little bit of work on the ground, but didn't do much in the air, which is rare for him. Josh Jacobs again, another inefficient game. He really hasn't done anything. No, he only gets points because he gets so many carries. I mean, twenty six carries for seventy six yards uh, and a touchdown there, so not overly great. That's two point nine for everybody doing mental math at home. Twenty nine touches, like you're gonna uh, score if you get twenty nine. Not touches. that great. Oh, there's uh, smoke. We have smoke that. coming out of a light bulb, so I'm gonna go turn that off. Real quick. I just want it to pop. Ugh. Now I'm scared. Well, flip it. Flip the switch. Okay. I told you it felt like it was getting a little hot. Yeah. Would like to apologize to the listeners for the dimmed light settings. Um, it appears like we and the technical a, difficulties. We had a smoking bowl in front of us. That was, that was pretty, pretty. Pretty shrapnel uh, hits us in the face. Yeah. Just. Uh, That's pretty exciting content right there. Yeah. Wow. If only we had that cam on the other side. And you know, um, for everybody out here who saw that insane um, bit of electricity. Leave a like if you enjoyed it. That, that's that's what we have to say about that. But anyway, back to the back to the chart. The real Chargers, the real electric team out there. Very electric. Um, but like we were talking about, 
uh, Josh Jacobs, terribly inefficient. Um, going into next season, I honestly don't have much faith in him. Yeah, he he last year his like thing was he didn't get many touches, but he was or he had a decent amount, but not a ton. But he was super efficient, and now this year he's getting a ton of work, but he's not being efficient at all. Yeah, so um, you know, you could Marcus Mariota did get quite a bit of rushing, nine for eighty-eight and a touchdown, so he did take a little bit of that work. But I don't ex- so he had twenty-six yeah, carries. I mean, so I he I he just took much. He did take the goal line, or the touchdown, so yeah. uh, I don't expect much out of Josh Jacobs going forward. I'm also a little nervous about his draft stock for next year. Darren Waller, however, Darren Waller is he a potential second round pick? Next he, year? He just might be. He has been nothing short of amazing these past two seasons. Darren Waller, balling out again. 9 for 150 and a touchdown on 12 targets. Nelson Aguilar also. Uh, an okay floor game for him, especially with Mariota. He ended up with 4 for 49, got 8 targets. So I think next year he's going to be an okay guy to target, no matter what team he's on. So The beauty of Darren Waller, too, is he has 93 receptions thus far. So he's a tight end who's going to get – or who should get over 100 catches, which is relatively unheard of. Yeah, that's that's extremely good. <laughs> Speak, speaking of extremely good. Well, we, we haven't finished talking about the Chargers yet. I was going to say, I, I was going to start talking about Justin Herbert. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say, speaking of just, Whenever you transition, good, it's usually to a new team, so I was a little nervous. Speaking of very good, how about Justin Herbert? Again, he now has the rookie um, record for the most 300-point games. He also leads the league in 50-yard passes mm. this season. Two fun facts there for the price of one. Um, that being said, he was able to do that with Jay. I don't know his first name. Guyton. Jalen Guyton. Yeah, being his number one guy, and yeah, his number two being Hunter Henry. So I mean, like, even if the weapons, like, he has weapons, but even he doesn't have to use them. Apparently, Jalen Guyton has been pretty good. I believe this is his rookie year. Four for mm-hmm. ninety-one uh, on six targets. He's been getting better. It seems as the year goes on. He had a really clutch. That fifty-three was really clutch too. That catch he had. They're, the the they low-key have a really solid. I know people always talk about the Chargers as like. They're still a couple years out. It's like, are they? Well, offensively, no. But that's the thing. Like, offense hasn't been their problem. Yeah, but their coach is awful. I would say there kind of has been though, because they're losing a lot of games by field goals and missed field goals. Their special teams has been so egregious that I think that makes it look like they're worse than they are. I think it's more defense, just because, like, it's in most of their losses they have like thirty points. So it's like it's not because they're not scoring, but. Yeah, with better coaching, better defense, and obviously like more experience with guys like Guyton. And even Hunter Henry's what? He's three years into his career, four maybe. He's still pretty young and doesn't have a ton of wear. They'll they'll be fine for a few years. Uh, and then Keenan Allen, three targets. So he he was kind of more of a decoy than anything out there. He's telling everybody to play him, and then he goes out and gets one catch. Like That should be illegal. And Josh Jacobs. Yeah, that should be absolutely illegal. Speaking of illegal, Bill's dropping 48 points on the Broncos should be illegal. Bills win this game 48-19. to uh, Not too much to say about this one outside of the the Buffalo Bills appear to be one of the more legit teams, and the Broncos are bad. The, so The wild part about the Broncos is that, like, offensively, they didn't play all that bad. And I know Drew Lock landed 130 yards, but he threw the ball 32 times. So not much from the – like, 20 for 32 isn't bad. One touchdown and no picks isn't bad. Melvin Gordon's 11 for 61 isn't bad. But they still absolutely just got snobbed. Yeah. Uh, Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay, both 11 carries apiece. Uh, Melvin Gordon averaged five and a half versus Lindsay's three and a half. Um, Gordon also had two touchdowns. So I don't know why Philip Lindsay keeps getting touches. He's not very good. Equal touches. That, uh, Noah Fant, the real story here, eight for 68 and a touchdown on 11 targets, which was a team high. Uh, Jerry Judy had the next highest with five. So he's kind of really asserting, asserting his dominance. Uh, I'm a little bit worried. Am I worried about Jerry Judy? 
I don't know. When the quarterback well, throws twenty or you know thirty two times this season, yeah. But like as a fantasy for fantasy, I am worried about him. For you know, I won I'm not overly panicked about him as a player. No. Um. Another thing to note is that the Bills were finally able to establish the run for the first time probably in all season. Um. Both guys look good. Yeah, both averaged more than four yards a carry. Or even all three of the rushers did, which is probably the first time all season they've done that. So yeah, very impressive. Uh, not much to say on the passing. Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, there's obviously the two guys you want. Uh, 11 for 147 and 8 for 112, respectively. Shout out Jake Kumro, also 1 for 22 and a touchdown. Former Packer. Yeah, this, Pretty wild. this is just a tale of two two completely different teams because neither team won the turnover battle, and they like they had equal turnovers, and Denver still lost by 31. So Yeah, it was a good old-fashioned, uh, for the sake of the algorithm, A-word kicking. Yeah, it's great to see. And, of course, Dawson Knox got the other touchdown. Yeah, of course. <laughs> probably dropped, probably dropped three of the process. Speaking of almost dropping the ball, we have the Packers going up against the Panthers. Eh, I won't say almost Packers tried the their damnedest to lose this one at the end, it seems. Having a, was it 16 to nothing lead? Laying that crumble down to sixteen, a sixteen to eight run by the Carolina Panthers. Teddy Bridgewater was not good again, which is not a surprise. DJ Moore is starting to look like the guy there. I know it was Robbie Anderson at the start of the season, but DJ Moore these past few weeks has emerged. It seems. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Robbie Anderson still had the five targets, but like you said, Moore, Moore and Curtis Samuel both had more. Yeah. Uh, DJ Moore, 6 for 131 on 8. Quarter Samuel, 4 for 42 on 9. So didn't do too much with those targets, but it is Teddy Bridgewater we're working with here. Yeah. Mike Davis, underwhelming performance, 14 for 59. Uh, so not much from him. Only two receptions on the ground for two yards, or on the, through the air, excuse me. It's funny to hear people talk about how bad of a day Rodgers had. Uh, 20 for 29, 143 and a touchdown, which I know, like, it's not great. And he was also sacked five times. So not great, but it's funny. It's like... You thought he would have had three interceptions, and you, I, you know. I think the problem with I've heard people talking about it, and he only had forty-four passing yards. Did have a rushing touchdown. He as had well. forty-four passing yards in the second half, and that was it. I think that's where, like, when like it was time to like win, mm-hmm. his like passiveness and I'm not gonna say ineptitude, but his performance is why Carolina kind of came back. But oh Aaron yeah, Jones, Aaron he Jones doesn't. He doesn't, you know, necessarily pick the call, you know, yeah. pick the plays. Uh, I know sometimes he can audible and such, but probably the best game out of Aaron Jones this season, though. Yeah, twenty for one forty-five and a touchdown, so definitely an awesome day for him. Val um, Scantling, just the coin flip is it yeah. going to be twenty? Is it going to be zero? Only one target this week for him. Typically, only one target's all you need when you play him. But uh, Alan Lazard led the team in yards, five for 50, fifty-six on six targets. Um, sorry, everybody who played Devonte Adams and they're, they're you know they got to play him this week. Of all the weeks to let you down, it's this week. But seven for forty-two on ten targets. So in PPR, that's not bad. Still, I mean, you'll take it. Uh, Robert Tanyan once again got the touchdown. So, dude is just a magnet in the end zone. Apparently, so yeah, he's very good. I would continue to play him if you have him. I think it's a combination of that and just people are keen in on Devontae because he had what eight games in a row. See, I don't even think it's that. I just think it's they were up big against well, the no, I mean, Panthers. I mean, they don't game plan against for Robert Tanyan. I don't think. They think they'd have they probably to start. Should. I mean, he's scoring like every week. And they're not like overly great touchdowns. It yeah. just seems like, oh, he ran a crossing route and was open. Yeah. At, you know, Rodgers evaded a sack and he's just sitting there. But Speaking of just sitting there, second half of the Atlanta-Tampa Bay game. It seems like Atlanta was just sitting there expecting to win. The Falcons and Chargers have been incredible this year. The last couple years. I'm getting really tired of the Falcons. 
Like I just don't get it. They are in winning position like every other game. I and wonder what like, their how record. Could, like, how could we mess this up? This At the end time? of the year, we're gonna have to run through their record. I bet they could easily be like a you know an eight or nine win team, if not more. Before this game, they had like three games that were a ninety five percent or higher win chance. And I assume this one, when they're up 21 in the second half, had a 95% or higher. Too. Yeah, they're setting records. It's uh, pretty remarkable. It's just remarkable. embarrassing. That being said, as we kind of predicted last or alluded to last week, Todd Gurley, three touches. It seems like he's completely phased out of this offense now. Because last last week, we're like, oh, well, Ito Smith had equal touches. Well, now Ito Smith had eight to his three. So Todd Gurley's essentially done. The problem with, as we talk about, though, is that you're never going to run the ball if you're the Falcons. They're... And this is the week they should have been running the ball, and they yeah. didn't. I mean, well, no, it's and, not even. That. I'm just saying, like, even when they do, it's not Todd anymore. Well, yeah, it's. But I mean, Ito had six carries. I'm just saying nobody is running. Brian Hill had five, and Todd had one. Nobody's run. No, I'm just saying they're all worthless. I'm not they, saying. No, that. I agree. I'm just saying it's uh, just an absolute disaster. They give up 21 points in the third quarter. I mean, it's the the game ended on a tw- on a 31 to three score. Yeah, this is how bad uh, right. that is rushing is. Kershawn Vaughn outrushed Brian Hill and Todd Gurley by seven yards. And he was two for four. <laughs> Leonard Fournette, obviously, with him being the only, essentially, yeah. only guy there, he's going to be getting the work. Uh, not great yards per carry wise, but got two touchdowns, fourteen for forty nine and two touchdowns. So if you have him, you're going to play him until Ronald Jones comes back. But uh, I mean, the the Bucks just ended. I mean, everything ended up fine. Brady thirty one for forty five, three hundred ninety yards, two touchdowns. They keep getting these ugly wins. Yeah, even if you played any of the receivers this week, it ended up being good. So it's uh, if Chris Godwin like without that touchdown, it would have been a dud of a day. But that's two weeks in a row where he's had five or less targets, which is a very like I'm an owner of him. I mean, granted, I it doesn't matter anymore. But like mm-hmm. for future, like next season, it is something you need to remember. Yeah, Mike Evans, as long as Brady's there, seems to be the guy that's getting the main. Yeah share of the targets even though all the a lot of times their target numbers are the same he's the guy who seems to be getting all the yards Mm -hmm. antonio brown had the really long 46 yard play for the touchdown but i mean outside of that everybody was relatively quiet gronk had a super nice catch but three for 29 you're probably not trusting him much moving forward Uh, i feel like we've changed our mind about him a thousand times this year yeah um calvin ridley is so good he's the only guy i was gonna mention 10 for 163 and a touch on 14 targets russell gage 5 for 68 and a touchdown on 10 I think Russell Gage, we probably mentioned this, as long as Julio is going to be playable, mm-hmm. especially and in a DFS type of league. The wild part was like being up, I believe they're up 24 to 3, um, the Falcons, so they're up 21. They still had less rushing attempts than Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's and pretty there's wild. No, there's no way that should happen. I don't know when what they're doing. you have a 21-point lead in the second half, you run the ball. Granted, when you have Edo Smith and Brian Hill, I mean, you're just burning down. I mean, they're, Matt Ryan was one for 16, so this is part of their average. Yeah. Their, their average yard per carry was 2.8. That's just, and that's, that's with a 16-yard rush from Alex. No, yeah. I sat on my Matt couch Ryan. and had more rushing yards than Tiger Lee and, Brian, and Hill. Brian Hill in six less attempts. Yeah, like, not great. Literally addition Might by well subtraction just the ball. Uh, Hayden Hurst did find the end zone again. He, every other week, seems to find the end zone. He's either giving you one or not, or usually like, like eight or nothing. In a full PPR, it usually seems like I'm getting like 12 to 14 or, or one. So, yeah. Uh, kind of, I don't even want to call that a boom, but definitely more of a boomer bust option there. Speaking about a boom, oh, we had a nice boom in Dallas this week. And by nice, I mean I love that they're winning because it's moving them further and further out of good draft picks, but at the same time, they're, they're in playoff the contention. Playoffs. They're, they're, not they're still the They're still alive. Well, they'd have to win out, and the football team would have to lose out. But 
We do not care about San Francisco's pass or passers. No. They've had two of them this week. We don't care. Nobody cares about Andy Dalton, even though he actually Andy Dalton had a relatively nice well, game. Andy Dalton this season hasn't been horrendous. And I know that's a very, 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 very low bar to set. But everyone keeps talking about Andy Dalton like he's the worst guy out there. He's fine. Like he's playing fine. But that's not why people are here. Uh Tony Pollard, he Perfect game. Yeah, sixty nine yards. Twelve for sixty nine nice. and two touchdowns. That like, 40, does it get better? That forty yard run really bailed him out. He was at eleven for about twenty nine, which isn't any good. But that forty yard run was very impressive. Still it's probably longer than Zeke's longest run. It this probably year. is. Uh it that was like an impressive it wasn't like the oh there's a huge hole he just ran straight. No, he like fought through a bunch of guys. That was nice. He was also very impressive in the passing game, six catches, sixty three yards. He Yeah, nice day for him. He might be a more complete back than Zeke. I don't we just think Zeke though yeah, isn't he, even a top like guy, he, so he's better than him in the receiving game and he seems like twelve for sixty nine, what's that like? almost six yards of carry that's better than anything zeke's done all year yeah um yeah i i think it'd be interesting to see if zeke ends up playing out his contract uh i could see him getting traded i keep hearing rumors to the jets so apparently people just want his career yeah, to die yeah. well that kind of already but. has but uh cd lamb i would have a hard time believing they'd do that after what they just went through with Le'Veon. but cd lamb michael yeah. gallup the only two that you're honestly really trusting they put up 41 points in I mean, the the top receiver had six catches, and that was the running back. So, uh, CD <laughs> Lamb. I, I never noticed how bad Amari Cooper Yeah, Amari Cooper, game. two for ten, really hurt me in my playoffs. Only three, three, three targets. targets. Yeah. CD Lamb, eight or five for 85 and seven targets. I would say, obviously, you're playing Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, probably. And I think Michael Gallup is worthy of a. Because typically he does get more targets than CD, which seems like with Dalton. But he, Gallup's a high end. He's more of a flex option. The wild he got part, the touchdown, so he's a yeah. The wild part too is um, the San Francisco had about 170 more yards than the Cowboys and still lost. Yeah, it's kind of a weird game. Uh, Raheem Mostert looked very good this game. 14 for 68. He got hurt again though. for like the 18th time yeah. in his in the last two years we've talked about. When him, he he's gets hurt. the ball, he's nice. Jeff Wilson, not that great, but 16 for 16 a touchdown. He's always going to be. It was fine. Anybody in that good. offense is usually looking pretty good. Uh, zero catches on four targets on the past game for him so not overly for a running back that's really bad not overly great there it's probably not his fault like he i assume he didn't drop four balls Mm -hmm. good luck picking which you know i feel like the wide receivers are just so iffy every week yeah at this point i don't even want to choose like it's like which one is it i think brandon Ayuk is going to be a start every week nine for 73 and a touchdown on 13 targets uh, Kendrick Bourne, four for 86 and a touchdown on four. Obviously, Kendrick Bourne, week to week, is not going to be half as good of a play. I think you can trust Ayuk every game. Um, but, again, I would not be as – I'd be a lot more hesitant to play Kendrick Bourne, especially because Debo Samuel is out. So, once mm-hmm. he comes back, a lot of the target share for everybody else goes down. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Any other thoughts on this one? No, nah, but speaking about going down. Oh, <sighs> Neil and Timber. Detroit's line, Detroit Lions season. Just keeps going further and yeah, further. Yeah, it's down. been over since week one. Even though you thought they're good for some reason every year. I'm going down. The only and... nice thing we have to say is that DeAndre Swift looks good. Matthew Stafford is tough, but he won't be on the team next year. So shout out to him. And I mean, even Matt, Matthew Stafford had a QBR of ninety two, which is out of a hundred. Like he he played a solid game. Swift played a solid game, and Swift Swift is very good. Well, um, since we're giving high fives, Marvin Jones ten for one twelve on a touchdown yeah. and twelve targets, so he's they're still one, playing hard. Detroit's one of those weird teams where like they're not relevant at all, but they can still pump out a few relatively relevant fantasy players. Which like for like the the um the Jets, for instance, they're they're a bad team. Like 
they don't have any relevant players. Or at least like the the Detroit sucks, but they still have relevant guys. I wish the Lions were better. I'm I mean, a Packers fan, but I'm just sick of seeing them suck all the time. It's like they're so close. Like they it, are. Well, if they had a good defense, like which I you know it's a Matt Stafford has went to the playoffs as many times as he's been 0 16. That's not his fault, though. You said they're close to what? Well, I mean, he had a like cl- close in the sense where like they had they, Matthew Stafford. I think is an above average quarterback. They're five and nine. They've had an above average quarterback. They finally got their running back. They have good receivers. It's yeah. just their defense. They have a good tight end. It's like their defense is just garbage. Like offensively, they're fine. Good mm. running back, good quarterback, a couple of good receivers, and a good tight end. Like just forget that's Galladay all you. Play. That's all you need on offense. But defensively, they get 46 points. It looked like Stafford, though. He's going to be gone next year is what it looks like. That's what I hear. And that hurts my heart because I like Why? Stafford. I don't know. You should be happy for him. But I guess, yeah. Um, that being said, Derrick Henry, there were, there, were, there were reports and there was video evidence of an altercation between him and the coach on the sideline. I believe. Wait, but like their coach? Yeah. Because oh. at the end of the game, they were giving Evans the ball. And I think he wanted more carries to get to the 2,000 because – He'd have to average around 130 to 150 for the next three. All I know is I wouldn't want to fight variable to get to the two, to get to the 2,000 mark. He I think he would need 160 a week. Or did, I'm sorry, did you say that he got 150 this week? He probably was like, "Hey, like you're giving him those, and you're giving him those eight carries. I, that can give me an extra 34." Yeah, months. I think he's about 320 short right now. Yeah, like he, he's getting close. So I think that's what he's what he wants. But I I have no idea of knowing. Great game for him though. 24 for 147 and a touchdown. He he's so underrated. Every, yeah, year, he's every re- year he's like number six, but he always finishes top three. Well, yeah, just being a classic running back who gets yards. It's and super undervalued for whatever reason. And everyone's like, dude, well, they're running him into the ground. Like, when was the last time Derek Henry was hurt? Who was that guy in, in like five or ten years that everybody's like, whoa, why did nobody like was think this guy, this guy was awesome? Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. He still is awesome. Ryan but, Tannehill, 21 for 27, 273. Awesome. Three touchdowns. So And a rushing one. Yeah, nice day for him. 21 yards rushing. He bailed a bunch of people out this week. Corey Davis has just been awesome. Yeah. Four for 110 and a touchdown on six targets. A.J. Brown, five for 44 and a touchdown on six. So, at least he got you the touchdown to kind of help bail you out. Uh, So, good on him. Johnny Smith, five for 52 on five. Uh, Outside of that, not really caring about much. Uh, Same way with the Lions. We already mentioned Marvin Jones. Outside of him, you don't really care about anybody. Um, Hawkinson, I guess, is maybe somebody you would consider. but He he's, really dropped the ball, figuratively and literally. This he's game. a little hit or miss. Two for 18 on four targets. This so is easily his worst tread, fumbled. Tread carefully with him. Um, we were speaking about awesome earlier, and who better to talk about next than Jonathan Taylor with his awesome resurgence these past three weeks. He went from a guy who I had in Dynasty who I was literally bummed about drafting a few weeks ago. I'm like, man, like, I shouldn't have picked him mm. so early. So, like, the past three weeks, he has been absolutely phenomenal. And it's nice to see. Yeah, 16 for 83 and a touchdown for him. So, definitely a nice game. Naheem Hines got got involved a little bit. 5 for 43 uh, on the ground there. So, definitely like that out of him. Only two receptions. Jonathan Taylor, four receptions for 12 yards. So, he didn't do too much uh, through the air. Uh, The real story here was Zach Pascal. 5 for 79 and two touchdowns. On six targets, T.Y. Hilton, four for 71 on six as well. So, obviously, the only difference there is one guy got two touchdowns, one guy didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much, you know, you expect that to continue with the touchdowns, but I think both guys are probably viable moving forward. Um, I'm assuming you'd rather have T.Y. Hilton the rest of the way, last two weeks? He's been trending up. So I'd, I'd probably say T.Y. He's, he's been on the up. I would say that as well. 
Uh, like I said, their stat lines outside of the touchdowns were nearly identical, but a uh, little bit of a down week for him compared to normal. David Johnson, not really doing anything on the ground, 8 for 27, but through the air. Per usual. Uh, 11 for 106 on 11 targets, which is crazy. So caught all of his passes. Uh, I don't know why the Texans decided to wait till week 15 to use a running back known for receiving uh, after they sold their whole team for him. Yeah, they, so, keep, they keep trying to run a receiving back through the tackles. Interesting decision. There. Shockingly enough, it hasn't been working for him. Yeah, not so much. Uh, Brandon Cook, 6 for 59 on 7 targets. Uh, Kiki Cootie, 5 for 23 and a touchdown on 7 targets. Also a game-losing fumble, so uh, not great for him. It was the most Texans game of all time. They had, the, like, they had it. They had it. Because Deshaun they, Watson's good. And they just lost it at the last second because it seems like every game they have an opportunity to like win and they always just blow it. it it's discouraging. Yeah, it's not Deshaun's fault, but uh, I don't know. If you try to get cute and play Chad Hansen, you got kind of bailed out. Two for 55 and a touchdown on three targets. I would not advise playing him. Uh, both quarterbacks actually did pretty well. Deshaun Watson, 33 for 41, 373, two touchdowns. Phillip Rivers, 22 for 28, 228 yards and two touchdowns as well. No interceptions by either guy. So pretty clean game for both of them. Uh, Phillip Rivers not being a disaster is also uh, good to see uh, just as a football fan in general. Uh, Deshaun Watson, once again, getting sacked five times. Hashtag protect Watson at all costs. I think he dances around with it a lot. But, yeah, even so, the protection hasn't been great. I can guarantee you that with four wins, they do not have a good offensive line. <laughs> with a good quarterback. Tab just crashed. Uh, should yeah. I move on to the speaking of crash? Would you like you're gonna have to segue us into the next? Yeah, one. speaking of crash, the New England Patriots first time missing the playoffs, and I believe it was 11 years. Good. Uh, letting the Bills win the playoffs, or letting the Bills win the division for the first time in how many years? Is oh, 25. 20, 20? Let, me, let me tell you, they didn't let the Bills win. The Bills took half that. their team hadn't even been born last time that happened. The Bills took that from them. They, they it wasn't given. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Patriots next year. Cam Newton's obviously not going to be the answer for this team. 17 for 27, no touchdowns, no interceptions. 9 for 38 on the ground. Uh, Michelle led the way, 10 for 74 yards in his first good outing of his career uh, <laughs> as he was a starter. As uh, I'm blanking on the name. Harris, Damian Harris. Damian Harris, yeah, thank you. Damian Harris was uh, out injured this game. Tua... He looked okay, 20 for 20, 20 of 26, 145 yards, one interception. Uh, Salvin Ahmad, 23 for 122 and a touchdown, so nice week for him. Matt Breida also got in the mix, 12 for 86. Um, nobody cares about the other guys. Tua did not run as much, only three carries for nine yards, but he was able to get two touchdowns on those three carries. So Ahmad's been kind of nice with it. Yeah, he's, the few games he's gotten, he, he's stepped up to the plate. Yeah, he's been pretty good. Uh, I'm not going to say the Patriots' defense is good. No, it's not. Uh but it is a little strange. They were able to – the Patriots, I don't know if they've lost their pride or they didn't game plan well. Um, they were able to make Justin Herbert look like the most rookie – of you know, biggest rookie of all rookies. And then uh, I guess it's hard to say. I mean, Tua didn't even throw a touchdown. He'd rush for two. So, I don't know. Yeah. He, I mean, 145 yards, I guess he doesn't look like a superstar either. So, uh, he was relatively shut down. I, I do think Tua is pretty clearly the worst of the three quarterbacks that yeah. were drafted. Um, was he drafted? He was drafted last, right? Well, what about what about guys like Jalen Hurts? Like he's technically well, one of the I, four. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even counting Jordan Love, who my team took, who's going to be a disaster. But uh, <laughs> is he, was he the last one picked? Was uh, Herbert was Herbert last or was no Herbert was like picked like six or seven? Okay, so he, he was, was the last. Second, he was the second quarterback picked overall. Tua was no, yeah. You know, Burrow was the first quarterback. I think Tua was at five. Herbert he? Herbert was before him. 
Can you can you check that for us? Let me pull up the why I, why I talk about how Jacoby Myers was 7 for 111 on 10 targets. Uh, nice week for him. I, I think Jacoby Myers is actually going to be a good play moving forward. Uh, I'm just going to preemptively, uh, eight months early, call him a sleeper for next year, uh, kind of depending on who the quarterback is. But I'm, I'm all serious. I think he's going to actually be pretty good. Uh, James White, 4 for 52. Um, got two rushes for three yards outside of that. So not such a good game if you started him. Don't care about anybody else. Uh, Demir Bird, obviously, is not going to be somebody you're looking to play. Moving forward, um, I don't really think we can take much away from the Dolphins' receiving game here. Uh, Durham Smythe, or Smythe, I'm sorry, I'm not entirely sure how the pronunciation goes. It's Y-T-H-E, so it's hard Smythe. to... Yeah, I thought it was Smythe, but... Uh, 5 for 40 on 5 targets. Lynn Bowden Jr. led the team. 6 for 37 on 7. Uh, I think Lynn Bowden Jr. might be a good buy low for next year uh also maybe in a dynasty league you're right Tua was number five herbert was number six yeah i thought he went later i think that i mean they're one spot apart it looks like Tua is i don't even want to say because he hasn't played half as much as the other guys but he looks like a clear step down from the other two mm, more of a game but, manager than a... but again he didn't have i know i know none of them had an off season but he was also coming off the injury and didn't finish you know what i mean mm. he had a lot more obstacles uh so to speak I guess Anthony Lynn might be a bigger obstacle than injury, but uh, that's to be that's to be seen or decided later. Uh, yeah, one button juniors maybe the one big takeaway, maybe a good buy low in dynasty or something, but not too much else to say. Devonte Parker needs to come back. Uh, not much else to add there. Patriots are bad. Hopefully the Dolphins make the playoffs. I just want to see the uh, their uniforms uh, in a playoff game. Uh, next game we have, we have Bears-Vikings. Bears win this game 33-27, to keeping their hopes alive and quashing the Vikings' hopes at the same time. Um, Mitch Trubisky, uh, 15 for 21. That's embarrassing that you only throw 21 times, but shows how the coach feels about him. 202 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, eight rushes for 34 yards. People were actually talking about him like he had a good game. Uh, if that's your definition of a good game, then I, I don't know. He got bailed up by Montgomery. Montgomery, ever since his concussion, has uh, been very good. 32 for 146 and two touchdowns. Uh, he was actually running pretty well because of the longs of the 19 yards there. So. Yeah, he was consistent. Granted, 31, 32 carries is a lot, but he was still doing Maybe doing he's better than we thought he was in terms of uh, he's good at getting – maybe he'll end up being good at getting like 6 to 12-yard rushes. He's never going to be a home run guy, but he, maybe he'll end up being good enough at breaking we, tackles. He had an 80-yard rush a couple days ago. Well, I, I know, the run – <laughs> but uh i i he had two touchdowns as well so 32 32 for 146 and two touchdowns so he's getting a lot of work and staying safe so they're gonna keep feeding him Allen robinson four for 83 on five targets starnell mooney four for 49 one touchdown on five targets uh nobody else did much of anything uh i would say it's worth noting that it looks like the Bears' strategy is gonna have m- you know, essentially be Mitch not throwing the ball too much, which is what it should have been all year. Yeah, that's a great strategy for them. Uh, that's going to hurt Allen Robinson a lot. So I'd expect a lot of floor games for him, a lot of 8-12 to 12 pointers moving forward. I know I say a lot like there's a lot of weeks left, but I, I would not have big hopes for him. Uh, major stay away in Dynasty – or not Dynasty, uh, in Daily Fantasy. Yeah. I mean, on the, on the Minnesota side, it just seems like – really the one thing to note is that Adam Thielen – dropped another dud he's had a few of those this season unfortunately but jefferson still seems to be the number one guy yeah justin jefferson if we were to redraft right now he would be the drafted ahead of Thielen pretty easily uh will justin jefferson be a top 15 receiver in your rankings going into next season oh absolutely yeah i think he's legit i'm kind of jealous of anybody who has him in dynasty to be honest 
Me too. There's going to be so many people who are like, I drafted the, their last three wide receivers in yeah. the first round, and they all sucked. And I didn't draft them this time. Uh, Kirk Cousins, 24 for 35, 271, two touchdowns, one interception, QBR of 69. Nice, Kirk. Nice. Davin Cook, 24 for 132, one touchdown. Uh, he was getting it done on the ground as usual. What's new there? Uh, always one of the best running backs in the league. Speaking of getting it done. Yeah, there's really nothing much to add. The Seattle Seahawks barely were able to get done against the Washington football team. I My trust in Seattle, um, there are a lot of teams that are going to the playoffs that I have very low trust on. Seattle is like all-time low trust. Yeah. Them and the Browns uh, and probably the Colts. And it's one of those ones if you took the Chiefs out of the playoffs, you would probably wouldn't have any idea who'd win. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be one of those years. The... Um... I heard Shannon Sharp say, if Dwayne Haskins is the answer, then you're asking the wrong questions. Ooh. And I feel like this this game was indicative of that. <sighs> Throwing the ball 55 times and not even getting 300 yards. That is egregious. Uh, throwing the ball 55 times and getting one touchdown is pathetic. Yeah, but he threw two interceptions. Exactly. It, the Seattle defense is not good. Let if Alex known. Smith doesn't come back, and I can't believe I'm saying that in 2020, yeah, the but his Washington yards football per th- team... His yards per attempt has gone way down, too. Who? Alex Smith. Yeah, but at least he's not turning the ball Where's over. Where's Kyle Allen? He blew his leg up. J.D. McKissick. He's what they need. As long as J.D. McKissick, McKissick... Another nine-catch game. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. Everybody who was playing against him, I forgot that Gibson was out, and I didn't start him. Uh, 13 for 51 on the ground, but 9 for 56 and a touchdown on 10 targets. Ooh. He was just... Haskins was targeting the heck out of weird people. Logan Thomas, 13 for 101 on 15 targets. It's Haskin. What do you expect? Uh, it sucks. This is a little more normal, but McLaurin, 7 for 77 on 12. Like, that's just a wild. I mean, Cam Sims had eight targets. Didn't do anything with them, but Cam no, Sims, that's a lot. Them. Yeah, um, it's it's strange, to say the least. Peyton Barber, vulture to touchdown. Four carries, five yards, one touchdown. I am so sick of he Peyton is, Barber. He is horrendous. Get out of here. Like, stop. Him and Josh Kelly are in a contest to see who's the worst running back in the NFL. Uh, Jordan Howard was in that for the beginning of the year when he had his, like, 18 carries for 24 get, I guess getting cut might officially make you lose, but... Uh, like Or win, I what guess. Is, the, well, I'm trying to look here. In December... Uh, Peyton Barber's yard per carry average is 2.2. For the season, it's 2.7. His and career, he has 89 attempts. His career has to be under three. He has 89 attempts. Why do they keep giving him the ball? Ugh. I don't know why they don't give Chris Carson the ball more. 15 for 63. Uh, getting it done on the ground. Carlos Hyde, 2 for 55 and a touch on a 50-yard yeah. <laughs> yeah, long run. Which is wild because when I think of guys who are not likely to break a run, I think of Carlos Hyde. Yeah, he, he goes in my David Montgomery camp. Him and Peyton, him and Peyton Barber. Slow guys who can break a couple tackles, but he'll never have a huge Peyton Barber run. breaking off a big run. It's him running for four yards. Yeah, him and Josh Kelly. The, uh, oh, Josh Ke- I forgot about Yeah, that's what I was saying. Kelly They're in the was. contest to see who's the worst back. You said Josh Jacobs. Oh, I'm that's sorry. Man, Josh Jacobs is that bad. Oh, I love Josh Jacobs. I'm talking about – yeah, I'm sorry. I meant like, Josh man, Kelly, the guy who tanks all the – Justin Herbert dual rookie autos. No, literally, Josh Kelly and Peyton Barber is literally the offensive coordinator, the head coach, sitting there being like, yeah, we didn't want that down anyways. Like, there's no purpose in giving them the ball unless you just want to burn it down. And yeah, that's exactly he's tough. What they do. Uh, it was a very weird game by Seattle, though. Uh, Russ, just 18 for 27. 121, one touchdown, one interception. I kind of, I know Washington's defense is okay. It's good. But this team has just kind of fallen off the rails. I mean, 
Everybody on that team lets you down. Metcalf, 5 for 43. Lockett, 4 for 34. Uh, six and seven targets, respectively. Just awful game for that entire Speaking offense. Speaking of awful games and falling off the rails, my Jacksonville Jaguars, after week one, saying they were good with their one win, have now dropped mm. 13 straight, and they've lost to Baltimore by 26. Now, let me tell you, I don't know how they lost by 26. Because Gardner Minshew, 22 for 29. 226, two touchdowns, no picks. That's a good game. He's like, a, he's going to be a good backup. Like, that's a good game. Like, And I know the running game didn't do anything, but how do you have a quarterback throws two touchdowns, only has seven incompletions, and you still lose by 26? Yeah. Like, how is that possible? James Robinson, 16th for 35, did not help. But uh, it is worth noting that they are now the most likely team to get. Well, they have the number one pick as of right now. Yeah. So, um, they messed up, uh, the Jets being they. James Robinson, his first bad game of the season. Statistically speaking, Lamar Jackson had a very good game. I'm still going to go to my grave saying he's not a very good quarterback. Granted, he's shredding the 1-13 Jacksonville Jaguars. You said we're good, but that's okay. Um, that was like three months ago. J.K. Dobbins looks like he's more so, again, taking over the backfield. 14 for 64 and a touch. Uh, Gus Edwards did get nine touches, and Lamar obviously 10 rushes, 35 and a touchdown. So it's going to be always split, but J.K. Dobbins starting to pull ahead a little bit there. Um, as far as receiving goes, Mark Hollywood Brown, 6 for 98 on seven targets. So he's really been actually pretty good the last couple weeks here. He's a four-week stretch where he's yeah. had, I think, 10 or more. I'm, I'm glad I traded for him in Dynasty now. Mark Andrews, 5 for 66 on a touchdown. So a little bit of a down week for him, but, hey, that's still getting it done, especially for tight ends. Uh, DJ Chark, probably the only guy you're going to care about, 4 for 53 on five. I would uh, proceed with caution for any Jacksonville player not named James Robinson moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything to add to this game? Not really, no. All right, battery is getting a little low. <laughs> yeah, I, I still I don't like I don't understand your quarterback plays a, a good game and you still lose by twenty six. I don't know how that's possible, but the Jacksonville Jaguars would find a way. Speaking of finding a way, the the New York Jets found a way to get their first win and to ruin their chances at Trevor potentially, well, yeah, potentially. ruin their chances at Trevor Lawrence by beating the Los Angeles Rams, who are now nine and five. <laughs> Frank Gore, twenty three rushes for fifty nine yards and a touchdown. He had a really clutch eight yard run at the end of the game. That was like I think it was like third and seven, and he got eight yards. <laughs> so like first off, Los Angeles Rams, what the hell are you doing? And second off, good on you, Frank Gore. I don't know how this happens. Uh, both Darnold and Goff had pretty eh days. Neither of them played horrendous or incredible. Uh, Jared Goff's QBR looks a lot worse than what his numbers would tell you. Yeah, His QBR is 18.8. Um, his numbers aren't that bad. Sam Darnold's is 88.5, but the numbers are almost identical. Yeah, I just... Jared Goff not looking that great yesterday. Whenever you lose to the Jets, it's not looking yeah. great. Cam Akers is clearly, 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 clearly the guy... 15 of the 19 rushes. And, of course, some guy I played against in a big money league used Tyler Higby, 4 for 67 and a touchdown. <laughs> uh, Robert Woods, 6 for 56 and a touchdown on 8. Uh, Cooper Cup, a little bit of a down day, 5 for 39 on 5. Crowder on the other side, 6 for 66 on 8. T.Y. Johnson, Ty Johnson, excuse me, 6 for 39 and a touchdown on 6 targets, uh, 3 for 16 rushing. So he's kind of found a weird little niche of being relevant somehow. Yeah. Um, outside of that, not much to talk about. This game is boring. Yeah, it sucked. And the end was interesting because, like, when they were dri- when the Jets were driving, I'm like, I was interested. I'm like, man, they might actually do this, and they did. But other than that, yeah, that's inexcusable for the Rams, and they just inexcusable. Yeah, uh, another game that was pretty eh. 
Uh, Eagles lose 26 to 33 against the Cardinals. I actually thought this was a good game. Cardinals needed this win pretty bad. Jalen Hurts 24 for 44, 338, three touchdowns. So a lot better game than I was thinking he was going to have. Uh, Murray on the other side, 25 for 36, Indian. 406, three touchdown, one 63 interception. rushing yards and a touchdown. That is, yeah, that's a good call. So for it, he had four touchdowns. It uh, doesn't look like any turnovers. Kyler also had a rushing touchdown, eight for 29 on the ground for him. Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds, 10 and 11, 11 and 10 carries. Uh, neither of them had over 50 yards or a touchdown. So. Interesting thing about Jalen Hurts is he always has like a pretty lousy completion percentage, like 24 for 44. That's mm-hmm. a lot of incompletions, but he always has a ton of yards. Yeah, that is pretty interesting. Miles Sanders kind of let us down this week, 17 for 64. Uh, so not nothing incredible. Jalen Hurts, though, is taking a lot of the work and is going to get a lot of the goal line work, mm-hmm. uh, which obviously hurts him. Uh, I don't really want to talk about any of these receivers so much. Zach Ertz, two for 69 on seven targets. So there's that. Um, Dallas Goddard and nice. Jalen Rieger also I, got eight targets sorry, apiece. I forgot the nice. but Oh, yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. Sorry, my low battery is just making me nervous Do you here. see D-Hop? Nine catches for 169. Whew. That's, nice. a, that's a nice average there. Yeah, it's really And nice. a touchdown on 11 targets. Essentially, he's the only guy that you need to care about. Don't worry about Larry Fitzgerald. Imagine trading a second-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. Or trading DeAndre Hopkins for a second-round pick. Who the heck did that? The Texans. I guess oh, second-round pick. Oh, I thought you were talking about fantasy. No, a second-round pick, I guess, with, with David Johnson. But he's just dead weight with that contract. Yeah, so not much to add with this. Don't consider playing Alshon. Zach Ertz, I'm monitoring, but I'm not playing. Jalen Hurts, though, he, he's impressed me a lot. I'm still not sure if I tr- – I just still don't really trust him, but no, I mean, that's like, obviously a good showing. Let me, I can't let me get this, say that it's not. Let me clarify. Like I was expecting very little from him, and he's giving a lot more than very little. So, especially with that Eagles team. like They're at least kind of fun to watch now, and they're putting up some points, which I know is a little bar. But speaking of putting up some points, the Kansas City Chiefs put up 32 points against the Saints, 32-29 in a victory. Um, I think the Saints still look bad. I mean, they only lost by three, but they – This was game no, was never really that – it never felt that close. I was say, there was never one moment in this game where it seemed like Kansas City was going to lose. Like, Mahomes kind of oddly inaccurate in terms of 26 for 47, 254, and three touchdowns, uh, but he's not throwing picks, so that's really the main thing. <laughs> Travis Kelsey again, 8 for 68, and a touchdown on 12 targets. Tyreek Hill, 6 for 53, and a touch on 10. So he didn't get super loose like he normally does. These were a lot of shorter things, but I'd expect that to change uh, in the very near future. Clyde Edwards blew his hip and his knee, or not his knee, his ankle out, but might return for the regular season. Yeah, he's done for fantasy this year. Le'Veon in his place, 15 for 62 and a touch. Um, only had one reception. So I think he's going to actually be a pretty decent play moving forward. And he was tweeting about – he was tweeting stuff out after the game. It's like, Le'Veon, this is your first good game in three years. Like, let it, Yeah, so let him have it. Like, pump, pump the brakes, big guy. <laughs> we expected Kamara to be a little better, I think. Um, 11 for 54 on the ground, which obviously is not terrible, but not very much work, and only 3 for 40. He did get the touchdown, Getting though. bailed out in the reception on a, again. On six targets. So he did have a team high again. He's obviously going to be their biggest weapon without – Michael Thomas. So Latavius Murray had a really nice receiving touchdown too. I think it was like t- over twenty yards. He's been a very underrated player his whole career. He really has been. Um, I'd argue best backup in the league, but I would say without Michael or until Michael Thomas gets back, the only guy I really trust is Alvin Kamara. Michael Thomas got put on the IR. Oh, I'm sorry. So he's he's not going to be back for the rest of the yeah. I, season. I'm sorry. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So I you know maybe 
Emmanuel Sanders, if you're looking to try to get ten if points, you're desperate. But yeah, Alvin Kamara is the only guy I really trust me, you know, trust to get anything consistently and have any form of ceiling. Speaking about running backs, who I only be trusting to get consistent work on the Browns, mm. I'd say Nick Chubb is that guy. With another, it kind of makes sense. It's a pretty low floor for him this game, only fifty yards, but he did get the touchdown, which really helped him out i'd argue this is probably his worst game of the season it kind of makes sense though that the giants defense is actually pretty good yeah um but it would kind of make sense that he starts to get the bulk of things right mm-hmm. when the, you kind of get moving to the critical part of the year uh baker's still looking good though 27 for 32 297 and two touchdowns uh, like you said chubb 15 for 50 and a touch kareem hunt only seven touches for 21 yards so obviously he's down a little bit um nick chubb two catches to kareem hunts three so neither of them getting a ton of pass work. Um, to be honest, not a whole lot of people were besides Landry, 7 for 61 in a touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rashad Higgins, 4 for 6, 76 on five targets. So, you know, not a whole lot of, you know, guys doing major work. Cooper got into the end zone. It was but... pretty lopsided game, too, all things considered. I mean, if you look at the uh, Giants rushing, they weren't particularly bad. Mm-hmm. And even Colt McCoy wasn't particularly bad, but they still didn't ever stand a chance in that game yeah the uh the giants are really weird as well colt mccoy was okay no touchdowns no interceptions so that's I mean no interceptions is something it is a fine game it's like, eh, yeah alfred moore led the team in, in yards seven for 39 uh gallman len touches nine for 29 um and then with the passing game i mean as you said they had 19 completions so nobody really did anything sterling shepherd uh four for 51 darius slayton four for 74 so uh, and then Ingram, while we're talking about it, four for forty-six. All of them had pretty high targets, nine, seven, and seven. But mm. they're not really doing anything with them. Uh, I would be a little. I think they'll be better going forward, but I'd still be a little nervous uh, with them. There's something about Alfred Morris. I like seeing him do well. Like I know four thirty-nine yards is nothing, but on seven carries, that's pretty good. It feels like he's been in the league for forever. I mean, I think he was a rookie in like 2012, so it's been eight years for a running back. That's a pretty long time. It's eleven or twelve. Mm-hmm. Granted, he hasn't done much the past like four years, but. He, yeah, he's just one of those guys where it's – I like seeing him succeed. No, can't, can't argue with you on that one, that's for sure. Um, with receiving in the um, the Browns, is Higgins a must-start moving forward? Because he's had quite a few decent games in a row. Uh, I think he's an okay flex. Kind of depends what you're looking for. If you're looking for stability or if you're looking for a high-ceiling guy. Looking towards the future, should Cleveland trade OBJ? Oh, it depends what they get And for do him. you think they will? Because I'd argue they're a better team without him. So See, I get, don't know about that. If they could get something back. It all depends what they could trade him for. If somebody's willing to move assets for him, you think he's a pretty big salary cap hit too. So I would mm-hmm. say if somebody is actually willing to take on the salary and give them something, I, get, I don't know why not. What would you? What do you think would be a fair deal? Would you be like, yeah, I'd take a second for him. Or, yeah, I'd take a first I, for him. To be honest, I don't know enough about trades. Fair enough. I don't know how bad his cap situation is. Because a lot of times that's the biggest, you know, hurdle for teams. The Carson Wentz thing. No, it makes sense. A lot I, of people put you on the spot. A lot of people, well, you know, I don't know the answer. To the a lot of either. people take Carson Wentz, but are a lot of people going to pay him, you know, thirty something million a year? Yeah, yeah. Maybe dumb people, maybe. But yeah, that's where it gets to be a little difficult. Hmm. Uh, was Fair that the enough. last game? That was the last game. Still don't fully trust the Browns, but I guess my could, confidence is building. We could take a quick look. It looks like Pittsburgh is only down seven with one quarter left. So. Fun fact there, we are... I am winning game. in that league now. Are you? I'm in a full PPR league where I was down like six points 
the guy I needed to beat has Roethlisberger, and I have Deontay Johnson. I like that. And Roethlisberger has started so poorly, and Deontay Johnson is the only one on the their receiving core doing work that I have somehow managed to surpass the guy. But I like that a lot. We'll see. That I mean, Ben's going to throw another and it's touchdown, and so it'll probably switch. Yeah, but, throw another pick too. Uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But so far, so good. But. We'd like to thank everybody for listening to this week's episode. This is probably going to be the last recap episode. I believe the next episode for recapping is going to be a season-long recap uh, or something of the sorts. So and now that it stay is tuned last for that. Week, if you haven't already, leave the light, guys. Just click the, it's that simple. Before leave we stop light. dropping non-football-related yeah, content. On, just one like. That's all we want. Just one. So when I check this video, whenever it gets uploaded... I better see at least one like. Well, I mean, I can like it, so. There you go. I just need to see one. <laughs> I need to see one like. Jeez. All right. Well, we'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, thank everybody also for sticking with us this season. Uh, it's been a long, tough year. Um, we're more excited. We're excited for next year. We're hoping to have the website fully functional and to have uh, more and better content coming sure your way. follow us on Twitter. I'm making a meme. And... Okay. No, enough. <laughs> My battery's about to die. Enough. Uh, it's a meme now of me talking about the meme it's a meme amongst us but thank you all for listening enjoy the rest of your evening afternoon morning wherever the hell you're at have a great rest of your whatever and uh, we'll talk to you soon watch the profanity goodbye <laughs>